Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Noma. Hello there. Hey, Noma, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. Ready to dive back into the, what is it, slight anime Star Wars obsession that I have, we have. Yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on a roll right now. This is episode yeah. four. Tiny, gigantic amount. <laughs> and Ed. Yo. How you doing, man? Swell. I'm just gonna ask, give me a sigh, a good sigh or a bad sigh, if you enjoyed this more or less than the last episode. Oh, don't no, ask no, loaded no, no. questions like okay. that. Okay, next part. You're not getting a sigh at all. Okay. I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> hey, that there has we nothing go. to do with the previous one. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right, Ed, can you let the listeners know what episode of Star Wars Visions we are covering today? Today we are covering the Vision short, The Village Bride. Uh, I'm gonna talk about what happened in the episode. Um, what we liked, what we didn't like, things that we noticed. Uh, Easter eggs from canon and non-canon things like the uh, Expanded Universe, if there's anything that we can draw parallels to from there. And then we'd love to hear your opinions on them as well. And you can get into contact with us a bunch of ways, and I'm going to list out a few of them for you. Absolutely. So one of the easiest ways to get in contact with us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Handle for both is the same. That's at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing listener base. Very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Viewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. I thought you were just going to say, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com and just end it there. Because <laughs> you got to pause, else. and I'm like, is he going? Is he going for it? <laughs> you right. have to find the rest yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's over at our website. <laughs> All righty. Here's a spoiler warning for this episode. If you have not watched episode, um, no, I don't really feel comfortable calling it episode four because none of them are connected. But mm -hmm. in the case of what's on Disney Plus, it is episode four. Yeah, chronologically. If you, yeah, if you have not watched it, please go watch it now. This is a great episode, and I really don't want you to get spoiled on any of the things that we talk about here because it is going to be a lot. Um, it's it's a great episode story wise. Everything. It's, you're going to love it. If you've been already watching Visions, there's no reason for you to not to stop now. Go go watch this and then come back here and then we'll really get into it. Thank you, Ed. Mm -hmm. And Noma, without further ado, let's get into the poster. Sure. Uh, yeah. Slightly out of order this time, but that's all good. Uh, yeah, the poster for the, for the Village Bride. Actually, I really like this one. I do too. Uh, mm -hmm. Because of how interesting or unique it is. And I know sometimes they say unique in a bad way. I don't mean it in this way. Mm. It's a really interesting poster where we've got the two, I guess, kind of main characters. I'd argue one is a secondary character, but we've got uh, F, who I didn't actually know her name because uh, they never actually say it, I think. Mm -hmm. But the main protagonist. F's and chat uh, boys. With the hood and mask. Yeah, oh God, no. I'm <laughs> not, I'm not pressing F to pay respects this episode. <laughs> um and we've got her framed at the bottom and then a wall of flowers that are separating her and Haru, uh, who is the, I would argue, like the secondary protagonist. She is one the of the secondary bride. protagonists. Yeah, the village bride. Um, and yeah, I really like the main thing about this is the color palette that they used. It's really reminiscent to me and the font and everything. It's all really reminiscent to me of like stuff you'd see in like the 50s. Like it's got that. It's kind like a of, Disney style like movie poster. Yeah, it's got the soft palette, like the soft kind of pastel color palettes, where it's like you see the green, and that green immediately reminds me of like green uh, felt. Yeah. Um, like stuff, something they'd use to like pretend something is grass. And like it looks like it was printed on like a really like low quality printer, like like yeah, to yeah. the point where it's like fuzzy a little bit. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. If it was like your school play, and you're handing out like mm. flyers sure yeah i could see that this yeah, is and, and oh sorry and i was just gonna say too like because the, the flowers look kind of the same kind of thing like they're made out of that felt um so school poster is a really good way to say it because it's it's i know this sounds weird but when you see the poster i think you, you guys would or the listeners will agree with me it looks like i can i can tell what the poster feels like just by looking at mm -hmm. it oh yeah like, definitely. I, I can picture the 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 touch of the materials like that kind of scratchiness um, really, really nice job. It looks it, it 
I don't think this would be an easy poster to pull off with anime. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? With anime designs. Mm. Because it clashes so much where it's like Eastern animation and 50s design mm. from America. But it works really well. Like, I, I think this poster looks really, really good. I would honestly say it's my favorite poster so far. Nice. Um, the thing I would say here is the other thing that really pops is the words because they're not textured. Mm-hmm. and they are very much like a disney font like if you're like enchanted or enchantress yeah. or something whatever it's called or well, e- even older like i would say like little mermaid like yeah in 90s yeah. 80s disney stuff yeah like, but like it's like it's like that weird like um like you've recognized the font before yeah yeah sure. it's the it's because the um i might get this word wrong because it's been a long time but the it's like the serifs the little yes. the little points like, on the uh the sides of it makes it look mm-hmm. a little bit more villainous i find a little a bit more villainous, but it's it's also dated. Yeah. Right? Like again, this is this is something that looked impressive in like the sixties and seventies. For sure. Um in terms of posters, especially the ones we've seen so far, mm-hmm. this one actually captures the vibe of the episode a lot just from looking at it alone. Like oh, yeah. the way they have sure. the positions of F and Haru. Like Haru's the like, she's at the top, she's looking up in this kind of like hopeful yeah. but, like, yeah, to the sky. Hopeful. Whereas like F is clearly this like Almost not, yeah, like brooding, but just functioning depressed, I yeah. guess. Like, yeah, reserved and kind of closed we, off. And we yeah. find out why that is the case a little bit later. And especially mm-hmm. with the contract between the two of them, like everything with Harvey is light, whereas a lot of the colors with F are dark. Yeah. So it's like you can, they've done really well. Like a light dark just, side type thing, even though all, all, F is almost. not dark side almost it's just like you know she's going through so it's almost like she's in mourning yeah and then yeah. the episode kind of goes into that so anybody else get mad christmas vibes for these colors yeah because oh, yeah. it's red and green yeah, yeah. 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 it is the season and, and if you guys want to see this listeners if you want to see this poster you can find it on our website on the episode post for this episode it is in mm-hmm. the art for the episode image mm-hmm all right, so with that being covered, let's head into the synopsis. Like Ed said, spoiler warning ahead. The episode opens on this planet, this very, very beautiful planet, uh, where we've got this old man. Well, you can't tell who he is in the beginning because he's helmeted. But we've got this figure who's got this kind of bucket helmet um, doing... So at first, I thought that it was a lightsaber that was turning into like a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Because um, it has this weird like extending thing, but it's just a device that he has. Um, like surveying equipment. Of, yeah, it like it reminded me of like the original like Jedi lightsabers because it looks like a lightsaber that's attached by like a cord to this big power pack, but it's yeah. some just instrument. And it's uh, him and it's uh, F just kind of having this little talk about like, look, isn't nature beautiful? And F's like, I don't care. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and they kind of just... <laughs> like, I'm trying here, girl. I'm trying. Yeah, right? And then they see the this uh, guy walking up the road and he's carrying this giant like contraption that's holding uh, this girl on it. And they're kind of walking and talking and you you they do a, a pretty good job of um, like telling stuff in really short exposition because... Um, the guy's like, oh, how's it going? Like, how are you feeling? And she's like, oh, this is fine. Thanks for carrying me. And he's like, well, a bride can't walk on her... A bride can't have dirty feet on her wedding day. All right, cool. We've wrapped up what the situation is. Um, so we keep going from there, and they kind of follow the bride and the groom as they walk up this this pretty arduous path. Well, the groom walks up this pretty arduous path. The, the weird thing is, in the subtitles, they call him groom. And then as we learn, that's not the case. No. At all. No, it um, is. No, it he's, is. he is the he is the he is groom. Oh, well, sorry, he is, but there's like other stuff on top of it. Um, sorry, yeah, I, I said that wrong. Mm. But um, yeah, they basically go up and they walk up to this big rock and they have their their little, assumedly, um, not really marriage ceremony, but like spiritual ceremony, mm. um, which ends with a surprise for F as well as us because the chant that they say and then as they touch the thing and uh, talk about. Um, the the world spirit that they're uh, revering it actually like activates this like force thing where it causes this like force but yeah force bubble that on top of affecting everyone and you know being f and uh i don't know the other guy's name the old vaughn i think um is it sorry it's there's two different names here there's vaughn and valco 
uh, so I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, um, maybe they switched it for localization. Yeah, I have no idea. But anyways, uh, as the bubble expands, they uh, not only can FC this, but there's, there's this like forced premonition where a bunch of the scenery falls away in front of them. And then this voice tells them that uh, their ancestors walk with uh, kind of like the spirit of this planet. Um, and they're, they, F and uh, Vaughn or Valco have a little bit of a talk um, kind of being like, oh, look, the force is active on this planet. And F's like, oh, yeah. And like, I, I understand why you brought me here. And uh, Vaughn's like, yeah, because someone you knew had a connection with this planet. And she's like, yeah, my master. Um, and from there, we kind of cut to um, Haru. And I think the other guy's name is Asa. Asu. Asu. Um, yeah. And they're doing their like marriage, their actual marriage feast. And they're doing all this stuff. And uh, F and, and uh, Valko are there as guests. And they overhear from this that it's it's no one's really happy at this marriage ceremony. And they kind of learn that the reason why is um, after the Separatists left, uh, uh, some bandit leader came down and reactivated all the Separatist droids. And now they're ruling over the planet. You forgot to mention fist. the guy that explains this is the... He's like drunk. Oh, yeah, the, he's the, like my yeah, cabbages. Well, that kind of guy. Yeah, he's just. It's just. So, I, I didn't think it mattered. It's just idiot. some dude. It's literally just some dude who's like pouring them drinks, and then he's like, like drunk. He's like Vaughn's like it. exposition yeah. device. Yeah, yeah. Valko's like give me exposition, and the man's like I can do that, and then yeah, explains the whole thing. Yeah, I thought um, it was funny. Yeah, he reminded so, me of the my cabbages guy from Avatar. A little he, bit because yeah, his wife the, comes by and's like, "What are you doing? This is a ceremony. Like we're supposed to be happy." He he reminded me more of the um the whiskey peak sword. Not in a whiskey peak. Uh, the Rogue Town. Oh, Log Town. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Rogue Town or Log Town, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But the the Rogue Town sword seller. Yeah, the swordsmith. Um, yeah, who gets bossed around by his wife and then gives. That's Zoro, true. Yeah, I forgot about uh, that. Yubashiri. Yeah, Yubashiri. I can't remember. Yubashiri. Yeah. Um, Snow Chaser. But um, yeah. So basically, we learned from that that the this this very imperial looking. Um, bandit leader i'm saying in quotes came down reactivated all the droids ruling the planet with an iron fist wanted to take the village grand chief hostage grandpa and yeah well he is a grandpa, <laughs> he's a grandpa. yeah that's um, fair actually he's just a father i think but whatever. i think so he's he wanted, old wanted, though he's an old man yeah he's this old dude he wanted to take the village chief hostage uh so that he could do whatever he wanted the daughter uh offered herself instead so she's gonna go with him in the morning um and at this point, I was like, ah, oh, okay, so this is where the, the classic save the, uh, uh, what's it called? Princess. Save the princess on her wedding night. Well, save this is actually world. after it, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'll save the cheerleader. Excuse <laughs> <Yep>. you. <laughs> I say, it but, applies uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But so they have that whole conversation, and then uh, the Haru's sister is like, I'm not going to let you go through with this. We're, we're going to fight them somehow with... We'll talk about this later with not even close to the means that we'd need to actually fight them we'll do this or you can't stop us and they leave and at this point so at this point for me i'll, I'll talk about this more on my own thing but it was like our, our, it was just this question of this ticking time bomb but uh valco is basically like huh i guess they're gonna all go fight them it doesn't that suck f and i was like yeah i don't care <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like all right <laughs> um yeah, so then we cut to another uh, kind of scene later on where it's F on her own in the middle of this forest and she's uh, using the force to kind of like train with this stone. And so we're like, oh, she's a Jedi? Yeah, of course she was. And I can't remember if it's here. Um, I no, I think is. it's later it where she has the vision. Yeah, after this, I think. Um, but, you know, because this whole time it's like, okay, clearly she's a Jedi. Why isn't she helping with people? And then Haru is like, oh my God, um, you're one with the planet as well? And Haru's like, no. Or sorry, F is like, no, this is something completely different. Well, it's something similar, but it's not. Yeah, it's the force, but you're, you yeah. you call it something different. Yeah, you call it the will of the planet. And uh, Haru's like, oh, I wish I was as trained in it as, as you. And F's like, why are you... They basically have a heart-to-heart -heart where F's like, why are you doing this? And Haru's like, well, you know, this is the only way I can save everybody by, by sacrificing myself valiantly, like a good... Uh, a good daughter i was gonna say damsel in distress but yeah just like good generic secondary character that needs to be rescued by the hero mm -hmm. is basically it mm. um and they'll, and f's like yeah okay and then from there we get the cutscene or cutscene flashback <laughs> to her past where we kind of see that she was injured heavily somewhere 
and a, what it the what it the flashback basically shows us is that her master and all of her friends were just massacred by somebody mm. who wielded a lightsaber. Um, at first, I thought it was they all got massacred by Grievous because you see a lightsaber at night and it looks like it's green. And I was like, oh, so. But then later we get a hint that it might have been Dooku or Vader. Um, and so basically it cuts to the next day and there, you know, Haru's about to give herself up to the guy who really looks like an Imperial officer, but he's just a war leader and his two rando aliens. I think it was a Twi'lek and an Aqualish. Uh, so um, one of the guys with like the little like squiggly things with the big bulgy eyes. Yeah, Aqualish. Like it the wasn't two, an, like it wasn't like, Aqualish. It was like no? it was like I don't know, like their their bottom part of their face. It was like really small. It was like tapered in, and it has like little like tiny like tendril things. And then his eyes are like massive hmm. black I, eyes. I, I can't, a weird I, looking Moncala. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it's we've seen yeah. it before. Oh, okay, yeah, it was it was something, but I wasn't really paying attention. And it wasn't to for, it. like the other one. Yeah, yeah, and so like they have their meeting and the the guy who i was like mm, there's a 90 percent ch chance he talks like oh yes welcome and I, yeah, he talks exactly like that kind of like androgynous evil guy and i was like ah yeah, that's exactly what it looked like he'd sound like um and he has this whole like oh i see but i can't be too cautious because look i captured the five people who were going to take down my droid army and their one thermal detonator they brought to take out the whole army yeah <laughs> i mean it would have done well if they could get it on the ship <sighs> I mean, that's another, that, that, that was the only kind of problem I had with this whole thing. Oh, also, fun fact, he's traveling, the bastard's traveling in the fucking same uh, ship that the Ebon Hawk is. Yeah. And I was like, no, how yep. dare you? Yeah. Christ, this I mean, it's cool. Ship. It's a cool nod. It was. It, it was a nice Easter egg, but I was like, how dare you? And it makes <laughs> sense. It's so like much a, better than you Right are. after the Clone Wars would make sense because, like, Ebon Hawk is very old. Well, the Ebon Hawk was an ancient ship in Kotor One. That's what so I mean. It's though. A like, so like, weird. A, yeah, a bandit ship nowadays. Like, yeah, I can see them using it, but that's still weird. Mm -hmm. it, nah, it'd be just... like it'd be like if if we were having like model if T's. I was gonna yeah if I drove a model T. I was about to say yeah, literally a model T to go terrorize villagers. Yeah, and be like, eh, what are you doing? What the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. But yeah, anyways, so he does the the generic evil guy thing where he's like, oh, now that your sister tried to kill me, I'll kill her in front of you. And Haru's like, no, please don't. And I'm like, cool, I'm looking nice. at my watch because I know what's going to happen here. Pulls the trigger. Oh, my God, he's not dead. Turns out F stopping the blaster bolt. Um, oh, my God, she was a Jedi the whole time, even though it was pretty <laughs> obvious she was a Jedi all this whole time with her Padawan braid. Um, and the guy's like, oh, what are you? What's happening? And she reflects the blaster bolt back into his blaster, which I thought that was cool. Yeah, into his um, hand. Because the entire time I was I, like, I was imagining F being like, move, like, move, yeah. lean backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm holding the blaster bolt. And... Uh, yeah, the um, the the droids are going to start to attack her, but then they start getting sniped, and it turns out Valco is uh, on the ledge sniping them, and then he does the most convenient thing I've ever it. seen. I, I, I was like, you know what? Fine, but this is too much. Where he throws his helmet down, and as soon as he threw the helmet, I was like, it's an explosive. So like, he throws it at the battle droids, and they're like, he's throwing something what's coming down at it yeah yeah and and it just happens to land because it's not an explosive it's a thruster and it's like thruster comes out the the, the bottom of the helmet and it flies into the not ebon hawk and then explodes destroys the ship just somehow yeah. this one helmet that he's been wearing destroys the ship and i guess it had the droid signal on it somehow because yeah. it knocks out all the battle droids yeah um, and then the two um, the the two aliens are like, ah, oh, we no no, all our battle droids are dead. Bye bye, we're gonna run away now. So they flee. Um, and evil androgynous man is like, well, I'll grab one of their one of the droid blasters, and now I'll threaten Haru directly because this person that I haven't realized is a Jedi yet because he says, what are you? I mean, to be fair, he's a bandit. I, I mean, yeah, I guess, but still, it's just <laughs> like this is after the Clone Wars. You think you know what a Jedi? Yeah, is. exactly. Um, is like oh what are you and F just like F is just like ba basically walks past and is oh no that was before so before Hara gets taken captive she walks past them as has this is in this kind of nice talk where she's like like throwing one stone oh, yeah, over it doesn't make a difference yeah you need to flow with it and change the path yourself yeah directly and I was like that's cool that's a nice thing oh, she's saying yeah you can't just sacrifice yourself Hara you have to actually do something to to stop it. She said to the villas that had a single thermal detonator to their name, apparently. Mm. But still. Um, so, yeah, after he takes her hostage, um, 
she uh, F pulls out her lightsaber and activates it. And as soon as she activated, I was like, and that is Dan's favorite lightsaber because it activates into a katana. She has a not only that, but it has a um, with a pseudo grip yeah. that has yeah. the, the lightsaber at, like inside of it, fucking contained cool. within the suit. So fucking cool. Suit is the the sword guard for people who oh, yeah. who aren't weebs or Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, and she she does the she pulls it out and she like gets ready to do like the bato jutsu like the the instant strike and then like we were making some jokes about this before the podcast because like as she was preparing for it i could hear like the demon slayer music in my i had when zenitsu is doing his like ah oh, first step yeah <laughs> thunder clappings or thunder clapping slash yeah. yeah um and then she basically does that she just does like the fucking like full her she shoes. has this cool her moment too shoes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah i was about, I was about to mention that yeah she puts her foot down and the high heel she's in does this like like coming out being like ah, i will give you the burst of speed and she fucking like goes right through we get the nice easter egg where she cuts off the the uh warlord's arm and it falls to the ground like what's his name panda baba yeah or whatever. Panda baba. the guy in the moss eyes the cantina his arm hits the ground um and then like we it, it's it's got it it's it's a such an abrupt ending because she does that and like he falls down and like her is like oh my god like not even saying anything but just like oh she saved me and then it just like stays on f and then it just like like it, i loved the fact that it ends with a circle wipe in yeah it's so weird. that's such a star wars cut yeah but it was it just ends with like a circle wipe in and it's just being like and then and then f killed the warlord off screen i guess or i mean they took him in a, yeah, commission now, yeah right? something so, happened yeah is it bad um, that but, i thought as soon as the boots happen i'm like boots of haste D&D. Oh god. It's <laughs> like, yes, here we go. I just I saw like the tech piece. I, yeah, I saw the tech pieces and I was like, oh, like a jet of fire is gonna come out or something. We don't really see, but also in that scene when she's like stealing herself to be like, I need to help, uh, we got a flash of a red lightsaber, which made me then think, okay, so maybe it was either it was either Dooku or I think what they were trying to say was Vader slaughtered them all. Yeah. During um, the, the Jedi purge. Yeah, yeah that he found them and, and just massacred them. So I think that's what they were implying, but either way, that is the entire plot. Uh, I don't know, Dan, who do you want to start with the notes for this? Episode? I'll start for this one. Okay. I love this episode. I was not like, we oh, were, sorry, sorry. Wow. I got the, ending. Yeah. yeah, no, fuck you. I get, I'm, I got the ending wrong. So I'm going to continue. Oh, did you? Part. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, com- I completely forgot the ending. I completely I gonna... missed that. I was gonna yeah. get to it in my when I went. Yeah, to yeah. Movie. What, what was um, the ending? I can't remember. I watched the, it last the night. actual the actual ending is that Valco stays behind on the planet to help, and they're all kind of watching and like thanking F as she gets into her uh, Clone Wars era Z nine five headhunter, um, and then it takes off and kind of flies away, and we see Valco on the ground, kind of like watching her leave, um, and then she kind of flies up into space. And we get some like nice scenery shots, and then, and then the Z nine five, yeah, it goes into the hyperspace, and then it cuts. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. he basically told her just like, see, it's like you don't have to stop helping people. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't have to stop being a Jedi just because yeah. of what happened. I would forget yeah. that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm surprised, that's but okay. yeah, it, it as as like yeah, it just came to me. So the, that is the actual the episode Z nine five Clone Wars Headhunter, which is another little Easter egg because it looks specifically like the ones that the clone troopers were using yeah. in Clone Wars. Um, I really, I really like this episode. I think before we, when we were kind of re- previewing this uh, on our episode of the news episode, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, we were like, yeah, it's probably the one that we're least excited for. Like, it looks like your typical, like, save the damsel in distress. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's like the village bandits. You got to defend them with the villagers and all that stuff, right? And it was like, mm-hmm. that's what we were expecting. And then we got this and it was like, it was similar to that, but it had so many nods to so many things and so many moments because it felt longer than mm. whatever like 20 minutes it was or 23 yeah. minutes it was because I don't know about you guys but like I noticed this episode took time to build the the world that they were on yeah this like, this was the this peaceful was the most, serenity that this built yeah. this world was yeah I was about to say this is the most peaceful short that we've had so far yeah mm-hmm. and like there's moments where it's, it's no talking it's just music or it's just mm-hmm. like sound and it's like nature or like something's happening, right? And they do like the part where when that bubble happens, they see like the the memories of the planet where it's like them, mm-hmm. the bride and the groom as kids with the sister and they're like trying to help, you know, fish come up the stream, right? With the rocks. Um, that was a really like interesting thing where like you could, vi- like even the Jedi could see like visually this like force interaction with the, the people through this ritual. And they were really amazed by that. Um, 
the the music was really good. Uh, I found the story was quite good too, in terms of you know what we've gotten so far. I feel like this one's probably the most in depth. I would say like story wise and plot wise, we had a most. I think I bought in a bit more to this one than most other ones. Um, the the nod the nod to the um, the Ebonhawk was one of the points I was going to bring up. It's it was really fun. I really enjoyed that little nod and the the what's his name Valco or Vaughn. Uh, he had the helmet on and like mm-hmm. in in like correct me if I'm wrong, but in Asian Japan they had like these like straw hats that you could put over top of your head that really like, oh the basket helmet yeah, yeah I didn't even think about that. that's what yeah, that was. I- Thing. yeah it looks <laughs> stupid but like i remember yeah. it because of in one piece uh trafalgar law wears it in wano and like on his hands <laughs> yeah, it yeah, says yeah. like death and you're like who yeah. are you trying to kid man it's clearly still law yeah <laughs> um but yeah so yeah, he wears like right. a basket helmet and that's what that kind of is is like basket mm. helmet to kind of i guess take your identity like uh keep yourself anonymous to people around you yeah, yeah. but even though he like no, takes it no off all the time yeah. like he presses a button and it goes like, and it like, comes up yeah and and usually um that helmet's also and it kind of makes sense for valco's character now that i think about it because that uh that thing's usually actually reserved for monks yeah yeah that's true because um, it, and it's supposed to be being humble you can't see your face or anything like that right um you, you see that with the staff usually okay um but yeah and it, well it makes sense too because he's the you know wise advice giver this episode so exactly kind of suit with that. i yeah. found it weird i thought he was a jedi maybe he isn't so did i it, i he guess he's friends with a jedi yeah he uses yeah, a rifle yeah. which is interesting mm-hmm. um so maybe like what i'm assuming happened is her master died she didn't know where to go but she knew this guy on this planet mm. so she either brought he either brought her here or they met somewhere and he brought yeah. her here he's, or he's she the, met him here he's he's the more peaceful saga to her Jin. yes <laughs> sure yeah for sure um some other points number one waifu boys from this from this series so far f holy shit her aesthetic really? okay. is so cool i yeah. love it it's like cyberpunk star wars and like dan the mask... is not biased by the fact that she has the lightsaber that he loves well <laughs> that just solidified it man like her design yeah, yeah. is so cool i loved it like mm-hmm. and her haircut was like just it it kind of worked with her aesthetic right mm-hmm. and like the hood I... that she wore with the blue and the red and the black it just looks yeah. so sleek i loved it i i definitely agree with you like she the she only thing i have she looks a little bit too much like she's trying to pretend to be a Sith acolyte. Sure, I could see it, that. It's it's a bit too much black. But in terms of everything else you're saying, yeah, character design, amazing. Costume, great. I oh, love yeah. the mask. Character design was I awesome. Loved, I loved how the first time I saw that mask, I was like, that is hiding a physical imperfection that is so slight, you wouldn't notice if she wasn't wearing it. And then she took it off, and there's a little scar And she's got a little her. scar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, <laughs> I don't know how these work. The, the I've thing, learned from Char. Yeah, right. <laughs> The thing that I loved about it too was like you could kind of buy into like the way she looks because you know she would want to as a, a fleeing Padawan to hide from the uh, Empire I guess right yeah yeah and to do that you don't want to look like a Padawan you don't want to dress like a Padawan so you dress in blacks and reds and yeah. blues like it's definitely not the aesthetic of a Jedi monk right yeah and you'll keep the Padawan braid until you have your moment of resolve on a cliffside yes by yourself where you decide that I'm going to keep helping people and still be a Jedi but I, I exactly. honestly I like that. That and that's a that's a trope in anime though and um i think in japanese cinema maybe where it's like the girl has longer hair it's like sakura in naruto where yeah, she cuts her, her hair, hair short to, to it's a, the resolve yeah. thing um i i don't think it's a, i don't think it's a good trope because like you don't really need to change your appearance but i guess it it stands out right i guess is the main thing there, okay i i'm i'm half talking out of my ass here because sure. i'm gonna be making like drawing some assumptions together but I know that there were things in old Japan where it was like it kind of similar in in um, in the West. I think around those times, like the fourteen to seventeen hundreds, where it was like long hair was a womanly trait, right? Um, outside of certain other cultures, yeah. so cutting it short was that also that um, significant moment where it's showing that I'm not going to just go by what I'm, I'm not fucking to around. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I mean that that's kind of implied with I mean that's implied in the Mulan thing and then it's you know yeah actually an Asian movie yeah. <laughs> I mean it is but it isn't yeah um, yeah you're with the Naruto thing too kind of a thing that they hint, I hint at a little bit I don't mm-hmm. know with that one um, but yeah like 
I might not be completely right with that. That's just what I took away from it. Yeah, and if, and if anybody is listening that has any more insight to this, please let us know because we're definitely wanting to learn more. Yeah, um, come fight the Japanese just, guy on his shoddy Japanese history. Right? This is this is just <laughs> you know things that we've picked up on throughout the years and kind of are yeah, bringing yeah. to it, right? Our perspectives. But mm. uh, final few things: um, the, the the finish her kind of aesthetic, the shoes didn't need to happen but when it did i was like this is just so fucking cool why not mm. right and the sword the sword was like unexpected but also one of the coolest shit i've ever seen i'm like because <laughs> you guys you guys are fun, making fun of me with the high republic stuff you're like mm. yeah you're gonna have a new waifu with this like double uh, like katana saber japanese yeah, style like edge yeah. of balance thing i'm like yeah she's really cool looking and then we got this and i'm like this beats it. This one's better. This beats it. I don't care if it's not canon. This one beats it. Mm. Um, but like the cool like um, ring around like the handguard part mm. was an yeah, interesting that was little a take. Really nice visual. They put touch. a lot of thought into that sword. It was really cool. Mm. Oh, and... but let's be honest. Would would you not if you were someone who was doing that as well? It's like yeah. this is my one shot to do something with Star Wars. Here's my main character's lightsaber. Yes. It's gonna look fucking amazing. Oh yes, mm -hmm. definitely. I would How expect much time did you spend crafting a lightsaber in uh, Fallen Order? Where you're just like, yeah. this one has to go. Yeah. Like if you did that, <laughs> this one clashes ever so slightly with hope and despair. I'm gonna tell you yeah. guys right now. I cannot wait for Swartor to bring out a katana saber because I am buying that shit for all my characters. <laughs> they would I'm... just print money in them. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. will take my bank account and just do direct <laughs> withdrawals. Um. Uh, what was the last thing? Oh, um, with the um, the droids. I watched it in English, and they are done by Matthew Wood, the guy who does the voices for all the droids in all the movies and all mm -hmm. the shows. So, like, you get the part where, like, the, he throws the helmet, and they're like, something's falling at us. Ooh. And it comes down, they're like, what is it? I don't know. And they're like, oh, uh, and then it, like, explodes. <laughs> This is like, what the hell is going on? It's even, perfect. Even for battle droids, these battle droids had been hit on the head with the stupid sticks i mean so all of them times. do they oh they, in bad batch they did this too they're like oh something's flying at us yeah, yeah. the droid but, yeah. it was it was deteriorating but, <laughs> but yeah but here's my thing in most of those cases the droids actually fire a goddamn shot yeah, that's yeah. True. i mean they did fire One shots at him before bullet. yeah they fired at him yeah not the thing they flying didn't fire at a single they didn't even react yeah at all so i i, I just, thought it was yeah. a nice touch to have matthew wood back to do that yeah, yeah. Um, and let me just go through the last thing for the voice actors and seiyus, and then I'll give you guys the, the floor here. So, mm. Japanese ones, hold on to your uh, seat here because we have quite a few. Uh, Asami Seto as F, Akaya Kamikawa as Vaughn, Megumi Han as Haru, Yuma Uchida as Asu, Maria Issei as Saku, Yoshimitsu Shimoyama as Izuma, Kosuke Echigoya is the village chief. There's like six in a row here. Let's see how good my Japanese pronunciation is, boys. Takayuki Nakatsukasa, Yuki Ominami, Yusuke Sasaki, Manami Hanawa, and Sayuri Sadaoka as the Mivai Village Villagers. That's Why fair. do they have village I villagers? I don't understand. I also just realized something, Dan. Why don't you just get me to do this part? I was, gonna, I was thinking about this earlier, but it's good practice for me. That's why I'm doing That's it. That's fair enough. You're I got really so to get used to it. Uh, Ruka Shoji and Mayumi Tsukishima and Yu, Yuki Shin as Saku's friends. Okay, not quite as good that time. Thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Takaki uh, Torashima, Akihiro Tajima as Izuma's associates, and Masa, Masaya Masaya Fukunishi. Sorry. Fukunishi? And Saya Hirose, Hirose, Joichiro, uh, Yoshida as the Jedi. As Jedi? Yeah. Oh, the, and the, the flashback. And the flashback. Yeah, the... And in English, we have Karen yeah. Fukuhara as F. Better... Oh, yeah. Go for it, go for it. What are you going to give me? I was just going to say, like, yeah. 7 out of 10. That's it. I'm mid. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty mid, as as, yeah, you, as the there, boys say. There's a couple. Should I, should I just use this to just, <laughs> just dunk on Dan at this point? Go for no. it. <laughs> Yeah, no. okay. I'll be, I'll be humble. Okay. In English, we have Karen Fukuhara as F, Kerry uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa as Valko, Nicole Sakura as Haru, Christopher Sean, and you'll know his name from Star Wars Resistance. No, yeah, Resistance as uh, Kaz. Is it Kaz? Mm. Um, so he played Asu. You would know better than us. Yeah, I couldn't remember yeah. his name for a second. Stephanie Shea as Saku and the Villager, Andrew Kishino as Izuma. Uh, Neil Kaplan. I recognize that name from somewhere. It might be old, old anime name dubbing. Neil mm. Kaplan as guard villager. J.P. Karliak as a guard. Joe Oakman as or Oachman as village chief villager. 
Matthew Wood as the Battle Droids and Villagers. Michael Sinter Niklas as Villagers. Eva Kaminsky as Jedi Villager. Adam Seitz as a Jedi Villager. And Patrick Seitz as a Jedi Villager. Patrick Seitz, as we talked about earlier, was the guy... Or no, we didn't. We talked about before the podcast. Um, mm. He's the guy who does the voice for Frankie in the English dub of One Piece. Mm-hmm. And his brother, Adam Seitz, I guess, is in this as well. Nice. Are you just looking up the name? Yeah, I was curious if I'd heard like what I know Neil Kaplan from as well. Oh, he plays. Oh, he's Tychus. Gen- he plays Genryu Sai Yamamoto from Bleach. Oh, okay. The I was gonna say man. he's Tychus family in Starcraft too. Holy but, shit! He plays uh, Skadge in Sportor. Just he plays to. fucking Skadge. Well, Neil Kaplan, I respect you as a voice actor. I am so sorry you had to play one of the most disgusting characters. characters to ever walk out of an RPG. <laughs> I wish you could shoot him. Uh, you mean Skadge, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Skadge yeah. okay. is, is just walking garbage. Um, yeah, but that's all. Uh, the speaking voice of the actors. opposite of walking, yeah. Speaking of the opposite of walking garbage, though, um, Kinema Citrus. <laughs> yeah, Kinema Citrus is that's the, a, the company that did this. Yeah, so Kinema Citrus is the studio who did this. So surprisingly, it's just it just happens to be this way. I haven't seen any of the shows that they've ever done. I will say their art style is great. Um, this episode is fucking beautiful, um, and the sound design is great shows, too. Yeah, it stood it, out to it's, me. It's just overall, it's just really good. Um, but yeah, some of the things that they've done, I'm sure our viewers would have heard of a uh, show that is slightly popular called Made in Abyss. I've never seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard things about it. Uh, Black Bullet, Codebreaker, Barakamon, um, and then a very small one. It only picks up a tiny, gigantic, big attraction called uh, Rising of the Shield Hero, which I also haven't watched, but I've heard good it's things about. It's very good. Uh, the only other thing that I've seen that I know a friend of mine has told me was really good was Yu Yushiki, but that's more of a slice of life. Um yeah, overall, I mean, the quality, same thing that we've basically said for every studio here, the quality's up there. It's really good. Like we were saying, this is a beautiful episode. It's interesting, too, because uh, my own thoughts on this episode, this is the slowest episode. All of the action is literally in, like, the last five minutes. Yeah, it's all build up. Every, yeah, but there's such a nice, very kind of zen feeling um, that you get because it's just these quiet shots with nature. And then there's uh, this kind of, I think they were trying to do a song that was in like the planet's language, I guess, but they have this kind of nice kind of uh, reverby, a little warbly tribal song that happens in the beginning as they're kind of no, following. No, no, but that's Japanese. <laughs> I'm just I would actually, I would, yeah, I would be it's very like disappointed if it turned like out like was that. village speak. That I could... <laughs> <The> moon speak. <laughs> <laughs> this weird moon runes still talking. <laughs> gonna could you imagine <laughs> yeah, oh just me being horrifically ignorant if it turns out it is japanese i'll go seppuku yeah <laughs> but my, my first <laughs> so my sorry. first thought when i was listening to the song was it was very reminiscent of uh near automata's uh soundtrack i was gonna bring up near and yeah, very yeah. made in abyss if you've not seen me in abyss their soundtrack is very much like this as well where it's oh, okay. like yeah th- this atmospheric it, it's it's a very like it's the it's a very it, like I love Nier's Automata soundtrack, but and it's usually this very somber, um, very like strong female voice that is simultaneously giving this really nice. It, it's hard to describe the music, but it gives you notes of hope and despair at the same time. Like it feels really uplifting and really kind of sad. melancholic and sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's this beautiful kind of thing that they do. And and it fits so well with the landscape shots that we see. And just kind of feeling it, it helps you kind of feel like you can understand how F and Haru and Asu are feeling on the planet, right? This kind of like nice self-reflection with this kind of sad tinge for both groups, even though they're in different situations. Um Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut in sorry i muted myself um i was just looking for something the guy who does made in abyss which also did was made by kinema citrus he did the Hmm. soundtrack for that he's um uh australian i believe and his name's kevin penkin and he actually tweeted out on july 3rd this past summer i'm composing for a star wars anime specifically Hmm. an episode of disney plus series star wars visions which is a collection of blah 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 please enjoy the village bride by kinema citrus so he did all the music which is exactly what Mm -hmm. i thought when I heard it, 
because he he has a very unique music mm -hmm. style and it is and it's, it's very really good, good. Yeah. it's where it stands out it it's really and kind of what you were saying is what really elevates this from being just like a boring slow pan to like a nice because it, it basically takes it for me at least in my uh my point of view it takes it from being just kind of like a generic anime uh series of Trolls. background shots and yeah no just just like a series of shots it, it elevates it to the same reverence that i have for uh in ghost in the shell original ghost in the shell there is a montage of just shots of the sit of Tokyo. Oh, I see what you mean. I and see what you how mean. decrepit and dilapidated it looks like. And the music, it's it that sets same the thing. atmosphere. The, yeah, exactly. The music makes it take on a character of its own. Yeah, music can transform in, everything. Yeah, in The Village Bride, it turns it into this nice kind of reflective, hopeful, uh, despondent self-reflection. As opposed to in Ghost in the Shell, it's just this crushing reminder of how just oppressive and kind of crushing and soulless and how much culture has died mm -hmm. in tokyo to bring civilization to the point that it's at currently yeah and just how downtrodden those areas are and i love both of these for it i will in all fairness i like the ghost in the shell one a little bit more that's internal bias well that's a movie <laughs> versus yeah yeah, exactly. It's a movie versus it's a, a much short. longer shot. It's it's much longer than a short. It's a movie, not a short. It's Ghost in the Shell, and the nostalgia factor is huge in that in my head because I saw it when I was like thirteen. And it was a, so it was basically like one of the most revered anime movies of all time. Oh yeah, and I love everything about it because it's it's basically cyberpunk. But this and sets I up a similar feel in terms but... of bringing the music in to set up the scene. Mm. Yeah, exactly. My my main point is that the music is used expertly to make it slow but meaningful and immersive maybe we can get kevin pankin on sometime to talk about his uh <laughs> his part in this and describing what cool. he, how he came that, up with that, everything yeah that would be amazing if we ever could um anything else that i have for that uh, i mean dan's already talked about how much he liked the lightsaber i liked it too a lot when it came out like you know zenitsu jokes aside it was a really cool moment mm. um the only thing I the only thing I guess I have against F is once you know what the situation is and what's happening, it is then just a for me it was just this like okay so like how long is it going to take or what is going to happen for F to step up and actually do her <laughs> I don't want to say it like this because I understand she went through some stuff but do her damn job as a Jedi yeah. And actually help these people. Because, like, once the situation is is revealed, and Valku even turns around and is like, well, I guess we understand what's happening now. And there's no other way, there's no more subtle way he could be like, do your fucking job as a Jedi and help these people. Actually, he could. He could have been, <laughs> Valko, punch! Sorry. Get out of here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> was Valko, terrible. kick! Sorry. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, and then we get the, the thing I did really like, though, is because if if they hadn't had that flashback with F, I would have said that she waited far too late to act. Because, yeah. you know, if she was just a normal Jedi, I would have been like the moment you'd heard about this stuff, you should have marched right over there and, and just dismantled those clankers. Yeah, <laughs> those um, clankers. I but, <laughs> but then getting that traumatic flashback with her after the talk with Haru and realizing like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense why she's not going to be a Jedi or she's fighting all these urges um, until, you know, literally like the minute before Doomsday. But then she does. And we got all this cool stuff. And once again, we're just learning from this that everybody loves the thought of freezing blaster bolts or lightsabers with the force <laughs> yeah especially the animators i think they think yeah, it's a yeah. really they must I, i'm just assuming but they must think like it's a very cool visual effect because it would be it fun is. to animate right like yeah. i feel like that's what it is and we we get the the full culmination of like like every studio loves a variation of this in uh the ninth jedi the next episode because they get oh, they do something else similar to that in you know uh, the the kind of original freezing a blaster bolt, but anyways, I don't want to get too much into spoilers. Um, but yeah, it's just it's interesting that so many people are just like love that image, and I do like it as well. It just always seemed a little like my big thing, and I'll say this till the end of time. It always seems a little bit too op to me um, to be able to do stuff like that. But 
I understand it, and as long as it's done sparingly, like it has been so far. Yeah, it hasn't been like, oh, like everybody's shooting at me. I'm like, right? Exactly. As as long as you're not doing like a Neo from the Matrix, where it's like, watch me stop a wall of blaster bolts. Exactly. Like that's a little bit. I think the most we've seen was Darth Vader when he was in the hallway in Rogue One, and he just held his hand up, and there's a few blaster bolts coming towards his hand, and they just disintegrate like before they hit him. Sure, but but that already has set up from episode five. That's what I mean, though. Like there is there are some things there that he has set up before but that's the most we've seen it yeah well because that was the first time that was the first time we saw it in cloud city is he he just deflects the blaster bolts with his hand right yeah um ed uh not much more to say um i did just there were moments in this so with the whole rock and the force echo thing um it i i thought it would be like some kind of you know it's a special rock and like it it attunes to whoever's touching it and shows them something from their past or anything mm-hmm. like that you know if you're in the vicinity and you're you're force sensitive you'll see it as well so it showed like what had happened in the past and everything falling away so this is the remnant of it and it's just like mm-hmm. you know it stopped just before the rock okay so it's like so that's why it's revered or whatever mm-hmm. sure okay i can handle that the whole when they're at the party and everybody's sad and it's like oh there's the table of children disgruntled children okay yeah we're gonna go fight it's gonna go badly. I didn't expect it to be as pitiful as it was. I expected <laughs> yeah, them to, yeah, like, yeah. you know, to to come out and have some sort of some get sort of a defense. single minor W against one battle droid. Yeah, or you know, something, like, right? Like maybe take, each one of them take one down. Yeah. yeah, I did expect them to show something like that, but when they just went yeah. corners, like, oh yeah, thermal death. I was like, oh. It was essentially like the village, like rogues, like they're the ones that are like. I don't like the way we do things around here. We got to change it up a bit. And then like, they don't know what they're doing because they're a small village and they've never been in the actual galaxy. It's, it it reminded me, except they play it off in, punks, in, in the example I'm about to say as it being a good thing that they're so stupid. But it, it reminded me of um, whoever the dude that UA was going to marry in Avatar The Last Airbender season one was. UA. The guy who, I, it's, it's such yeah, with an age, I think. I but remember. like the, the idiot young water tribe guys who aren't wearing oh, correct Fire yes. Nation armor. And then try to ambush Zhao, and then yes. Zhao just throws him off the ship without even turning around. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Except you're supposed to root for these characters instead of yes. the Avatar ones. You're just like you guys are idiots. Yeah, yeah. This will end poorly. How poorly will it end? Oh, the poorest. Yeah, and I think I... it set up F in that sen- in that scene very well. As like, she has no choice it's... but to act unless this girl's yeah, gonna it, die. It's... Yeah, it's the crisis that it's like. Well, this was this is the last choice that you get you can make before yeah. you just abandon Jedi. Giving them as many chances as possible to do this themselves, but they fucked up. So she's gonna. I wouldn't say that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she let she tried to let them sort it out themselves, and it didn't work. So she's I, in yeah. there. Yeah. She she reminds me more of the the Simpsons the Flanders dads meme. The I've tried nothing and I'm all out of options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sorry, I'd continue. Um. Well, I think the reason I liked this whole episode to begin with was the fact that, like, uh, it reminded me so much of Golden Sun, uh, Lost Age. Or whatever Ooh, I haven't seen that. Where, um, Damn, that's you... a throwback, man. <laughs> yeah. Is that GameCube? It's... No, no, that's on Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance. Oh, Game Boy Advance, okay. <laughs> so when yeah, yeah. You... it's Felix's party and you go mm. to this, I guess, eastern island and they basically have the same thing going on where it's just like, you know, every season or something like that, a girl gets sacrificed to the, to the mountain because we need to have good harvests or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the last few, it hasn't been working and we've been sacrificing sacrifice hasn't been working. Turns out there's a gigantic dragon in there. They're just feeding it to. Oh, so God. they come attack the... So you go there and it's just like, yeah, no, we're going to... And because the the husband mm-hmm. to, of the girl-to-be, because everybody in the village is talking about every said, he runs off to try and to try and fight it. But this thing's like, almost super boss if you're not prepared mm-hmm. it can be right and it's just like oh yeah you were gonna fight this thing on your own you're an idiot and you get there just before he dies basically mm-hmm. or before it can kill him which is very similar to like, this scenario you get back it's like you get back we'll take care of it everything will be fine she'll be saved and village will be happy mm-hmm. and so when i saw this i was just like ah oh, good memory okay so i can forgive a lot of things mm-hmm. So when I saw the group of them, so they're going to be in the form of the guy this time, and they're going to go run off and do something do horribly at it. And that's where the hero part will step in. Um, so when Vaughn, I'm going to call him, was up on the up on the hill, taking the few pop shots, 
I was like, okay. And then he stands up amidst yeah, a whole yeah, random yeah, blaster fire. Right. I was waiting for it. When you mentioned, nobody said it. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy just stands. It's not yeah, and he's like, he's, like, he just jumps backwards just, a bit. He's just there. And it's just like, oh, okay. So none of these are going to hit. These aren't stormtroopers. These are battle droids. They've killed clones. And you're just going to stand. Okay. So this, to me, the entire time he was just like, I, I, I know it's, Clone Wars esque area, so it's like maybe he wasn't the brother of the master, but probably like one of like his a friends. Friend, so this is a contact. this is like Uncle Uncle Bob or whatever, yeah. who's just like you know, oh oh no, that happened, and she had nowhere to go, and she found him. And she's like oh oh no, so it's like I know you're depressed, and I don't know how to deal with children. And that was his, so I'm just gonna try to. Eh, it's like the smuggler time. friend that the Jedi have made on a mission one time. We didn't even have to be a smuggler, or like or something of like that, that nature. You know what I mean? Like just, it's not just. He's a really, really good friend of the Jedi, so yeah. close to being family. Yes, at that exactly. point. So it's like if anything happens, like you're the one. And he's like, "Oh crap! I never expected something to happen. All right, I guess I'm the one." And just going about his normal business and trying to bring her along until she cheers, cheers up, pretty much, mm-hmm. right? Like it happens in a lot of stories and all that. But so that whole standing up with blaster bolts, that was the one part I was just like, "This is dumb. That's dumb. Are you? You're lucky to be alive, but whatever." And then, you know, the moment of like, okay, I've already frozen the blaster thing. Oh, so I'm going to big brain. I'm going to hold it right to her back. You can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she is pretty far. And then, so they already had the flashbacks, which I guess made me think of flashbacks in that moment. Like when she took, she did the stance with lightsaber yeah. and everything. And I was just like, one right. sword style. And so from that, it was like, okay, well, for me, like this whole thing was your trial for like okay you still have your paddle on braid all that happened you're dealing with trauma all that you faced it once before and you lost yeah mm. and in that in that time the reason she has the boots and everything like that you know maybe you had to travel for that but it was just you and your master and you used your oh i just came up with this super sweet move let me show you no that's too dangerous because this 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 and look yeah. what happened so you're <laughs> forbidden to use that anymore yeah, yeah. and so when that beta i love that backstory or or the, oh i this backstory happened as immediately this thing was yeah. happening right mm-hmm. So as the attack was happening, or whatever, you know, she remembered the words like, and she got scared. And she's like, I can't use it. I can't, can't use, use it the forbidden one of them. And then something happened, right? So now it's just like, and she had the boots and everything like that, but she didn't choose to unlock, yeah. unlock or yeah, take yeah. off the limiter. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, it's, it's like just one time. Yeah. yeah, it was before the podcast were making jokes, but yeah, that I'm sorry, master, I have to go all out just this once. Yeah. And <laughs> that's so that's where it came out. It's just like, and it was just like, okay. It was just like, and as he was talking within it, because she was already in the pose, right? Mm. She wasn't even listening to me for me at that point. She was just like, remember the training, remember this, mm. remember this. And it's just like, all right, master. It's like, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. I can do this. And then that's when it was just like, it's like yeah. limiter removed. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. okay. It would have been fun to have that happen in like the scene, like her talking to herself in that moment and being mm. like, I yeah. got this. But like, it was so clean when it, without that. It was, oh, it's yeah. nice that we're coming back to it exactly. and you're like filling it in. And I'm like, that's cool. Either that's way, that's I, what I was like, I'd love to do it for myself. And it's like, yeah. I'm giving yeah. you the backstory to explain for me what but this was. It's, it's a it's a mark of a great anime moment, though, because mm. or just a great moment in in you know any kind of media because you feel so emotional about that point that you're now filling in those blanks, blanks to forge an even stronger connection to it. Yeah, right? it's a good storytelling so, moment. Yeah, that's that's great. I also apologize. Um, so sorry. I also apologize, Ed, because I've been like smirking all through your talk, not because of things you've been saying, just because you sent me down a nostalgia train, and now all I can remember is like, look at our party. We have the important Felix and Jenna and Shira, and I don't know who Piers is, but he's a healer. <laughs> just like you use them as a healer. <laughs> he's yeah, he's the Mercury. No, uh, Jenna's yeah. the healer in that one, man. What? She's fire. She's <laughs> got this sweet water powers, little Lemurian style. Two nostalgia trains here, guys. You put him straight into into healer. We're like. No. She go, he goes in the same hole that Mia went in. Diamond <laughs> bird. That's all I have to say. Pierce oh, yeah? Are you Golden no, Sun fans out there? Yeah. For, for, all, for all one and a half of you Golden Sun fans that still exist. Yeah. No, it's all about turning Jenna into a ninja. No, wait. I think I turned... Uh, Is it almost like Shiba, Fire Emblem? Shiba into a ninja. Sounds like Fire Emblem. It's... It's really it's like it's basically story, like got the, like a, the, it's got the like an trains? old school final. No, it's more like Final Fantasy because you've yeah. got a job class system and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but then you're collecting these Earth spirits that can all go to hell because you have to fucking chase them manually through the stupid oh, game. The oh, it's oh, just like Final Fantasy X. I hate, I hate, I hate gin hunting. And then the whole, what does that matter? Because you just get four fucking uh, Venus to gins and you just cast Judgment and he blows up the whole world, but everything's still fine. And you just. <laughs> 
I, it was one of the most yeah. badass looking noble phantasms you ever seen. Oh, so, so uh, dude, I've never had a more disappointing <laughs> summon spell than Judgment, where he blows up the world and everyone takes like 500 damage. And you're like, well, why? It's like, man, really, really. But yeah, yeah that that while moment... I snow cone you with Poseidon, and then they all die. But yeah, sorry, I'm just. It's okay. Yeah, but the that... whole one and a half people that'll understand this as I keep cutting it off. Yeah, so that 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 clean cut and everything from there, and to me, as soon as she did it successfully and did not harm the the girl uh, Haru, yeah, at all through it, so it's like she did it, she got the move, the move is hers now. It's like that Shidori moment where Kakashi wasn't yeah. supposed to use it without the Sharingan, right? <laughs> Yeah. that's what it was like so it's like she's done it and everything and i feel like once she made that cut that was the that was the symbolic cut for her braid and yeah. so mm, that is she's where the jedi knight when yeah, she yeah. actually cut it off afterwards it's just like yeah you yeah you passed your trial at that point yeah, if you can the trial that courage yeah. it's everything's gone there so it was just like all right cool and now you can go into the world and be like your wayfinder experience or whatever it is now because mm-hmm. you're just end up if you would want to see a sequel to this one Oh yeah, for all those I would, audio I would like a book <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for this a manga or like a um, just a novel. Yeah, a novel would be I good go too. Like the Ronin novel, novel that yeah. came out. I haven't read it yet, but like something like that would be cool for like an after or a prequel. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Yeah, um, I'd be down to see more. Ed, anything else? Um, you watched in sub, right? Japanese sub. Yeah, and even through doing all that, it was just like, oh, okay. I, I, especially with that, I was able. We've seen so many different, I guess, Padawans and what they dealt with after Order 66. Mm-hmm. We haven't, like, yes, yeah, some of them are sad. Some of them remember things. But we haven't actually seen one who was just like, fuck everything. Everybody tried to do something. We had mm-hmm. Music Guy. He, I know it's not canon, but even he, <laughs> oh, I can make my band now. Yeah, yeah. But nobody was just like this fucking sucks and the temple at this time has not taught us how to deal with this crap so mm. and yeah and so i now i need to rely on just regular guy who's doing his damn best at this point that's why i never everything that he was taking like i get the cynical take to it but i also i i took it from the the fact that it's just like i know you're going through something i know there's no real way to talk about it like that until you want to talk about it so all i can do is just be a presence for you of something familiar something you know at least so you can be comfortable mm-hmm. he wasn't actively he, trying to change her he was just no, like the planet will change you the people not, will. not even that, not even that it's just like i just want to take you somewhere peaceful somewhere yeah, where you can, somewhere you don't have to worry about anything and you can mm. grieve as much as you want i will be there you can snap you can just be short whatever it is and it's just like you'll open up when you're ready to open up and if you don't want to open up you'll deal with whatever you have to deal with through this time here just yeah this he's is a trying safe place he's trying to nudge her down the right path yeah but not force her yeah to make exactly it it's just like you know I'm, I'm this is i'm gonna say things and you know where they're coming from but like i'm not saying go do it like i won't judge you if you don't do anything right at that point at I'm, least not like outright but yeah know. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and there was a point in the in the episode where he she says like i see what you're trying to do yeah, him because like, like she knows I, that he's he's trying to push like just nudge her slowly in that right direction of getting past her fears and her trauma mm-hmm. yeah and it's just he's like, not actively being like this is how it needs to happen you have to do this now 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 this is mm-hmm. yeah he's just very passively we're in this environment and things will happen eventually and like from her perspective i understand the same too it's like i know what you're trying to do and yeah i get it just let it happen just time yeah. just you know just let it, you don't have to like, keep reminding like a, me you don't have to i know it's my job it's just like i don't want to think about my job for like five minutes right and i'll deal i'll deal with it when i'm ready to deal with it and exactly. she was by the end of this episode which was awesome yeah, yeah. so it was just like all of that all of that to me was fine it was just like you know just deal dealing with trauma dealing with all this and then seeing people in need and being just like can the world just go two seconds without me for mm. a bit is that kind of feeling when she's out there in the field just you know, let me levitate something for a bit. Just to be like, everybody fuck off mm-hmm, and just yeah. let me just deal. And then Haru comes in. And I <laughs> for that first little bit, it's just like, you fucking kidding me. Can I not? It's like, you know, can I, I get away not for one get minute? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's so just like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And that was just like, you know what? Why help anybody? Why is like, you tell me? And it's like, oh, fuck, normal ones making sense now, too. Everybody's not <laughs> making sense. Like, that was 
everything that I was taking from them. She's like, she's mm-hmm. so frustrated. She wants somebody to be just as bitter as her right now, and nobody is. And it's just it's like, you got to get over it. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, that that's it. More like, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, no, just got to get over it. Just whatever at this point. I think, continue. I think the one thing about this episode that I think we all would agree on is... I think we bought more into this episode than most because it could fit into canon a lot easier. Like yeah. I could see this story mm-hmm. happening in canon because yeah, yeah. there's nothing that goes against it, and it's post. I the I would have one. I would have questions, but I agree with you yeah. for the most part because yeah. this planet is so force sensitive. It's like where Where's where the is the Jedi? Yeah, yeah, where is the Empire? Where is the Jedi Temple sure. that used to be? Unless here? it's in like you know. Um, or is it lesser mm-hmm. space or whatever the like the wild, space? Wild, wild space wild space yeah this is a wild but then space it's territory. like how did you get here i mean it's but possible to get how, there it's just how did the hard. separatists get there yeah, yeah like because yeah. there's questions. they know about this planet right yeah. but yeah no you're right it, it would slot into the star wars universe probably the easiest yeah yeah easier than anything else that we've watched so far yeah jedi jedi rock out um <laughs> song of sing the song of freedom to the slaves yeah <laughs> They're enjoying it. Oh my god! I wonder why. <laughs> um, but yeah, no this this episode, like I I I can replay that moment in my head constantly. And with, it's like, again, it's just like I'm salty because I didn't get him. But like you know when Arthur activates his noble phantasm and it's like allowing all this like <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's it's, it's like seals are the seals. Down. It's like okay, it's like okay, you're approved for it. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like Guy Sensei or like Rock Lee with the the gates. Yeah, kind of everything. It's yeah. like you need you need to go through the, the you know you have a limiter for a reason. It's not like you can just turn it on and off on a dime. Something needs yeah, to yeah. happen, and it's, you need to take a bit of time. It's the equivalent of as I keep jumping back to to Western anime. Uh, it's like it's like watching the Avatar go through all the chakra releases. Yes. right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I actually rewatched this morning. I was on Instagram and there was a Crunchyroll highlight of, or was it Reddit? I think it was Reddit. A, a highlight that somebody posted of Guy Sensei releasing all eight gates against Madara. I, I love that scene, man. It was so don't don't, don't get me into a rant awesome. about how how they wasted that moment. Yeah, they they definitely oh. did manga what like manga to anime wise, but like not have read the manga first and like watched the scene like just as it oh, was. I just mean in general, it was nice across both. I I have a long argument about if you wanted to make that moment worthwhile, guy should have died. Actually died. Yeah. Well, that and then Boiler it alert for Naruto Shippuden. If you've not seen yeah, it, sorry. yeah. <laughs> Again, pretty old. They're on Boruto now. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he should have actually died in his sacrifice, and it should have actually crippled a part, at least a part of Madara's power for the yeah. rest of that. Yeah, because it really arc. didn't do anything. Yeah, it, I almost died, you bastard, but now I'm better. Yeah, it's like, well, then what was yeah, the point? Yeah, I'm just I'm speaking mm. more about like the unleashing scene, and then like his build up, and then it just like immediately goes into like this massive kick. That was yeah, a but, cool part. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant cool. to like the, the, the transition between it. this and that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's other anime that have done it. There's a more recent one I won't name because I don't know if you guys have gotten to it yet, but that also does that where it's yeah. an amazing cinematic moment and then the next episode it meant nothing. That sucks, yeah. I like, hate when it, like... It happened in a manga it kill, recently. It kills it. But oh, yeah? I, I don't know what you're referring to, so I will refrain as well. What show is it? Just yeah, tell us the show. Oh, the, yeah, okay. Um, mine, the one I'm thinking of is Demon Slayer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My Hero is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen mm, I don't. I've not read the manga from Demon Slayer, but I think I know what you're talking about. It's it's from season one. Yeah, I won't yeah, name season moment, one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Then there, yeah, there's a point where it's like, wow, that was amazing, and then the Nothing, next episode, yeah. like, why did why did why it look so cool? This? Why was there such a build up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, any last thoughts? Ed, any last thoughts or no? You good? Um, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, the only other uh, thing that that I have for a thought. Um, I also have something from last episode that I completely forgot to say. Um, but from this episode, it's the same kind of thing that you mentioned earlier, where it was like, yeah, when we did our our thoughts and hypotheses for these episodes, I thought I wasn't going to like this episode at all. We I all were on that boat. Times. Yeah, they did a great job. They blew, um, our, blew our expectations out of the water, for sure. Yeah, 100%. They, they, they took a well-used trope and kind of made it fresh and yep. gave it a new dressing. And it makes me... Excited now to watch. I think it's Akakati or Akakiti. Oh boy! Yeah. I think you'll that, both like well, that. that. Was the, well, because that was the other one where it was like I've already seen this. That was it, it. Was almost the exact same plot, right? Yeah, you guys will um, like the, the Akakiti one a lot. Okay. But yeah, that does it for this episode, and uh, we're gonna head into the outro to see how you guys can contact us and let us know what your thoughts are and how wrong our thoughts were, or what you agreed with us 
or on this <laughs> episode of Star Wars Visions. Right, Ed, would you like to let listeners know how they can contact us? Absolutely. Head over to our website. That's voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, you can contact us through email. We've got uh, voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. On Twitter, on Instagram, we are at voiceforcepod. Uh, so any any post we have, if you retweet or repost them, uh, it helps grow the listener base, and we really do appreciate it. And please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave a review and a comment, it will help with visibility, and we do appreciate that as well. If you do end up following or subscribing to the podcast, which is free, uh, you will get all the latest episode information as soon as it releases. Awesome. Thank you, Ed. And as always, everybody, remember, having high heel shoes that do cool transformation stuff will make you go faster. Especially with the force. And especially First when you're step. wielding a katana. Thunderclap and slash. Thunderclap and slash.